Hi, this is Coach Colette, and welcome to another episode of Coach Chat. So you know that my goal is to have real conversations with fellow social entrepreneurs so we can discuss how to stay grounded and healthy as we pursue our ventures. Well, in this episode, my conversation is with Tamar Lucien. She is the founder and CEO of Mental Happy. This is a Y Combinator backed company that helps people to learn life skills for their emotional well being. And this startup was born out of her struggle to overcome anxiety. She was grappling with one of those perfect storms where things were going crazy in business and her personal life. And then she hit a moment of clarity when she realized that her struggle was not in vain. She began to realize that others were also struggling to navigate after traumatic life events. So in this episode, we talk about how she formed Mental Happy, which first started by curating wellness kits and now offers a full series of monthly guided practices in an online community. So you're going to hear us talk all about the loneliness epidemic that we are facing and how Mental Happy is making an impact in this mental health issue. You'll learn that she and I are both rampagers. Woo-hoo. And if you're not familiar with Abraham Hicks, you'll learn a little bit more from this episode and how positive psychology can help us to navigate these challenging events. You'll also learn how she was really good at listening to customer feedback when making pivots from a wellness kit to the Mental Happy online community. So get ready and listen up to this episode of Coach Chat. Hi, this is Coach Colette, and welcome to another episode of Coach Chat. I am really excited for today's conversation, which will be with Tamar Lucien, who is the founder and CEO of Mental Happy, which is a Y Combinator-backed company that helps people to learn life skills for their emotional well-being. And I'm going to ask her a little bit more about Y Combinator, too. For those of us that may want to know what are some of those exciting particulars about how to get your startup involved with them. Anyway, the San Francisco-based company was born out of Tamar's struggle to overcome anxiety. And we're also going to be talking about that as founders and as black women and just people in general, how we deal with anxiety. The Mental Happy community allows individuals to focus on their healing process with a positive mindset and emotional state. So welcome to the podcast, Tamar. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm really excited to learn all about Mental Happy and your journey to starting this this venture. Absolutely. Great. So can we do a, a, a back in time? Can you take us back to the beginning and, <laughs> and share with us what was going on with you, either personally or in the world around you, that led you to this idea of 
mental happy? Yeah, for sure. Oh gosh. Um, so if we go back four years in time now, I started mental happy, um, at a particularly low place, um, in my life. I, I started it right at, uh, I worked on another company that was just going worse than horribly. And I had a relationship that also ended absolutely worse than horribly all at the same time, of course, because when it rains, it pours. And I, I went through a period where I, I just noticed like my anxiety was getting worse, you know, um, I just, I couldn't get myself unstuck from feeling bad um, about everything that was happening around me. I mean, of course, when things are, one, unexpected, um, two, they're traumatic, and um, three, you know, no one really talks to you about how to navigate the emotions that you were feeling. I mean, I felt disappointed, angry, sad, mad, like all of the emotions, right? And this lasted for maybe like five or six weeks. And I just, I became like crushed with the feeling of just, you know, anxiety and then, you know, sadness. And I was just kind of like, I'm tired of feeling this way. You know, there has to be something I can do to kind of get myself out of this place. Like I couldn't control the circumstances um, in the environment, right? Like I couldn't, at that point, control uh, a relationship. I couldn't control, you know, um, the business, which I felt, you know, was kind of spiraled out of my control at the time. But I definitely knew I could control how I felt about what was happening. So I started Mental Happy um, really just for myself. It it began with, before we became a a community, an online community that we are now, uh, Mental Happy started with a physical product uh, that we still sell. It's called the cheer box. And it's basically just like a wellness kit. I created this, um, this box of like goodies and upliftment just for myself. I included a motivational note to myself. I included, um, fun games, fun, distractive games that kind of get my mind off of the problem. And then I also included a gratitude jar that a friend had introduced to me. It was just kind of like a go-to, you know, it was kind of like first aid kit <laughs> for emotions, right? Your emotional wounds or the wounds that people can't see. Um, and that parlayed into really just spiraling into the cheer boxes being adopted by not only individuals, but um, we had a large corporations buying it for their employees um, when people had like, you know, post-traumatic event, maybe illness, injury, loss of a loved one, um, or, you know, that just that inexplicable, you know, uh, lack of self-worthiness that we all feel um, from time to time. Yeah. So it, it really just began in me cheering myself up and then it just kind of became um, this this company and this business uh, and something that um, we hope to continue that it impacts other people. That, that's fantastic. And I, I know that we connected 
via LinkedIn and other networks because I, I read about and heard about the cheer boxes. And that's what really excited me because I, you know, you see a lot of those subscription boxes for different meals and other, other needs. And I thought it was very uh, compelling that you created this idea of a, a cheer box to share. Uh, so it sounds like it, it was something that you thought like you personally could benefit from and then found that other people also benefited as well. Is, would that be accurate? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we actually, in the beginning, we weren't even selling it. We were just kind of giving it out randomly to some people and they shared it on their social media. And then, and then we just started getting just, I think in a week we got, again, the first two weeks, I think we got over a hundred requests to buy it. So, um, so yeah, it's just something that people started finding beneficial for them, not only for themselves, but to really do something a little bit more empathetic for someone that they care about as well. Mm -hmm. And, and then what led to the pivot to starting the online community? So the online community just um, really kind of developed uh, from customer feedback when people would receive the cheer box and um, they, or they would give the cheer box, they would say, oh, you know, well, is there anything, like, how do I sign up to continue to get, like, you know, updated information or, you know, how do I join this movement? Like people were just asking uh, questions. And um, initially it was, if you gave a cheer box or you received a cheer box, you'd be invited um, to our online community. Now it's, it's open enrollment um, for all. Um, But before it it just kind of appeared organically and people wanting um, more resources, deeper support, on um, really how they can take care of themselves and really learn to heal, but leading with a a positive mindset in their healing. Mm -hmm. And what else have you learned from either buyers or this new community that's forming about anxiety or mental health uh, in, in individuals or, and then I guess also in companies, since you mentioned also that some corporations also were buying the cheer boxes. Yeah. You know, I, the biggest thing that the mental happy has taught me in these last four years is that um, people feel deeply alone, you know, um, as, as busy as we are, as much as, you know, people nowadays are more and more seen through social media. Um, one thing I didn't mention is that even before I started Mental Happy to cheer myself up, I used to just randomly reach out to people via phone call or text message and just, you know, drop them an encouraging line, you know, just tell them something positive that's going to happen for them that week or that month or just something encouraging, um, any encouraging words I could offer. And the amount of people that like call me back and text me back is like, Oh my God, I can't tell you how much I really needed to hear those words. You know, I really needed, you know, that little extra support. And I mean, these are people who have like families, friends, you know, seem like they're living their best life on social media, but we were just so alone um, in our problems in, in our sunken place in our dark times. So I think the biggest thing the cheer boxes taught me is that, 
One, when people are going through something, um, it's not that friends and families don't want to connect. They don't really know how to connect. And the other part is people, the person who's going through it um, really just needs that really just needs that community support and connection with other people who get it, right? People who survived it, lived it. And sometimes you don't find that in your, in your immediate network. So the community just became this place um, for people to kind of continue to get this positive reinforcement and inspiration um, while they're making their journey on, you know, on their way to healing. Awesome. So you mentioned loneliness, which I think, or being alone, and I'm, I'm inferring loneliness from that. Right. Um, what, do you, what are you learning about that? Or what, are you, what is your either personal experience with it or you know, lessons learned, again, from this mental happy community? Yeah, so you know, loneliness is, um, it's, it's a real epidemic. It's, it's something that um, we, we cannot live as healthy and long of a life um, being isolated. We just, we just can't. Um, and we've, we've seen in the last, you know, decade, almost two decades now, with the increase of like technology and social media, the more and more people are connected to their devices, especially in the millennial community, there is a strong correlation between um, social media and, and these devices and things that we do all day long with our laptops and a disconnect between you know, as millennials, we live typically further away from our family members and where we grew up. Millennials are less likely to be tied to um, a particular religion. And religion is oftentimes a place um, where people find community. Millennials are less likely um, to get married um, early or even at all. Sometimes now it's starting to increase to not at all. Um, so what we're finding is that as we're moving more and more away from, you know, that home base, like people you can count on, friends, family, and community also, it doesn't just offer togetherness and not being alone, but it offers you a high, you know, a higher chance of like solving a problem, right? Because you have people around you. It, you the likelihood of, you know, you finding a partner, because, you know, you have a community of people you're connected with and you know. Um, so we're noticing higher instances of like anxiety and depression and as we're moving away from community. Community really does um, help us heal in so many ways. And how do you see the mental happy community making an impact in this as it relates to either loneliness or anxiety yeah. or depression? Yeah, you know what I what I noticed. Um, it's it's very easy to notice in the consumers who were buying into the Chairbox product and sending it to others that there is there is a sense of like wanting to care, wanting to be more empathetic. Uh, with the employers, we were on that side. It was a lot more of explaining like, hey, you know, these people, you know, they they work for you every single day of their lives, basically. And um, you lose people, um, you actually lose quite a bit of 
your staff when these life events occur, you know, whether it's someone had, you know, a baby or someone, you know, is now a caregiver for a parent or they're in the hospital and, and they don't really hear from that work community. I mean, they hear from their work community when it's like their birthday and, you know, all the positive things, but, you know, in the tough things, people just kind of um, say, oh, it's just, it's, it's a personal matter. Whereas what we were doing with Mental Happy, especially in the corporation space, is just getting them to realize that the employee's personal matter should also be their personal matter. Um, many companies that we worked with were just very keen to that idea. Some, it, it took a little bit of um, kind of realizing and explaining, but definitely once the product was introduced, um, they started noticing higher return rates back to work and more engagement between, you know, the managers and the employees. Right. I, in the, there have been other episodes we've had on this podcast where we've talked about the ability to bring your whole self to work. And it sounds like mental happy for companies was aiming to help leaders and managers create that environment. Would, would that be accurate? Yes, correct. Yeah. It, it, you just can't, you can't separate, you know, the, the person from, you know, however minimal time that they spend in their personal lives, these things do impact um, not just that individual's work performance, but the entire energy and the morale of the team. So, so when you're talking about these life events, how is it structured uh, when people are either were looking to send the boxes or to join the community? Is it, is it organized based on the life event? Because I heard you say, you know, if people have experienced something, they may be able to have higher uh, empathy or understanding because they've gone through it themselves. Yeah. So with the community, um, we have two, two types of leaders um, in the community. Uh, one, community instructors, and then the other are um, community guides. Community guides are, are just awesome, amazing people who've um, really supported and been a part of the early days of the Mental Happy community. And their job is really, one, welcoming new members, um, really kind of guiding and ushering them um, through the process. And they tend to be people who have just incredible stories, right? I mean, you don't have to be um, a celebrity or an influencer. They're just people who've, who've overcome something really great and can relate as new people are, are coming on board who are also um, going through something as well. And the instructors provide those tidbits of what we call really practical information that you can just really learn and digest in like five or six minutes and something that you can start doing immediately that day. Like, you know, practicing gratitude would be, you know, one of the short nuggets of, of information, like one of the life skills we teach. It could be positive self-talk, you know, how to say something positive to yourself um, and make it and grow it to where it's more of a positive dialogue and you, you silence those negative thoughts, you silence those moments, um, you reduce those moments of anxiety as well. So what do you think of the episode so far? 
What are your main takeaways? Before we jump into the next segment, I have a question for you. What's at stake for your health if you continue living your current routine? The thing is, we get so used to doing things in the same ways, we're actually more afraid to make changes than we are to live out our worn out routines, even if they are causing us to feel ill, stressed, or overwhelmed. Can you imagine what it would be like to wake up in the morning and not have it hurt when you get out of bed and to feel excited about your day? It is possible when you start within, and I'd like to help you do it. You can visit my website, startwithincoaching.com, and at the top, click Start Here to schedule your complimentary activation call. We can talk about what's going on in your life right now, how you are in your health, and where you would like to be. So go to startwithincoaching.com and click start here to start your journey within. I'm hearing you talk a lot about positive dialogue and positive thoughts. Is there a connection to positive psychology that you were um, aiming to build this model around? Yeah, you know, I, I love the study of positive psychology. I, I think in my, in my worst moments, um, all of these, uh, you know, cognitive behavioral type skills is really what uh, saved me. Um, it's really what got me out of a sunken place. I think if you are, it it makes these skill sets makes, you know, oftentimes the inaccessibility of like therapy and and things like that, um, a lot more attainable to someone who maybe can't drive out to a therapist or can't afford two, $300, um, an hour to sit down and work with someone. There are great skills, um, that are backed by science were created by amazing psychologists that we've been able to kind of break down into small nuggets in a structure where people can really get the skills. And then if, should they choose to obviously, you know, deepen um, their knowledge base and get um, more help, certainly, you know, we have other partners that we can outsource and people can, can get more, you know, uh, licensed therapy help from, but I think the, the education is really important and the first step to anything else. And at the start of the episode, I mentioned the fact that your company is a participant of Y Combinator. And I wondered where in that journey of creating Mental Happy did that begin? Was it the beginning, the middle? I'd love for you to share like how that all came about. Yeah, I'd say the middle... Um, because we got accepted into Y Combinator um, summer of 2018, so about two years after we were formed. Um, You know, I can't say enough good things about my experience with Y Combinator. It is is an amazing network of people who always have your back, (laughs) who will always help you out um, through the good, the bad, whatever, wherever you're at in your journey. Um, in your company. Um, it's, it's just a, and what's really great now is that there's just so many resources online. I, I get asked all the time, like, 
Um, you know, how do I apply? You know, what should I say in my application? All these things. There's, there's just a plethora of resources now that kind of um, demystify the applying to Y Combinator um, process. In fact, I, I'll be on a panel, um, I think Wednesday, sometime this week. Don't, if I don't have my calendar, I, I can't recant <laughs> my schedule. But um, I'll be on a panel this week that talks about um, really nailing your YC application and kind of demystifying that process. It's hosted by AWS. They might be streaming it um, or they should have something on their, on their website um, about it, but yeah, really great program. And can you share what you got from the experience of being involved with Y Combinator? Yeah. One, there's the funding that they give you, right? Um, I think now it's somewhere like $150,000. Um, so you get the initial funding, you get access and exposure to um, more investors um, than you can imagine in one day on demo day. And um, you also, you know, a lot of companies, um, us included, were lucky enough to, you know, receive checks and investments like on demo day. So, and then aside from that, you just, you always have like even right now, I have, um, there are a couple of uh, healthcare companies that are also Y Combinator um, backed that I'm partnering with on um, different initiatives. So they will be a good partner for us in terms of, one is like an insurance company that has uh, reached out to us and wanted to add us to their health insurance offerings to their uh, patients, customers, and stuff like that. So there, there's a, a tremendous amount of benefits. I think even if, you know, you're still working on the investment piece, um, there's still great opportunity to really grow your business within um, the YC network. It's, it's really worked out for us. A lot of our customers come from um, Y Combinator. And how, how did you prepare for your pitch or for demo day, like how, how, how have you been able to get better at telling the story of mental happy that excites investors or partners to want to be part of the story? You know, I think the, the great, I think the couple of misconceptions is that um, you spend all your time, like just perfecting your pitch, your pitch, your pitch, your pitch. But I, I think for me as a, a product um, focused CEO, I really focus my time on perfecting the product. I think once you, once you work on the product and it's something people want and they need and they keep coming back to it and they keep buying or they keep paying that monthly subscription to the membership um, or whatever you have, um, investments and, and things like that um, will follow. The story becomes very easy to tell because the proof is in the pudding, the proof is in the numbers. Um, and it's less about convincing and it's more of, you know, this is a phenomenal opportunity that is, you know, for us in the past, you know, three years has changed over, you know, 10,000 people's lives, right? Um, and we hope to, you know, do 100,000 this year with our membership. And we're extending this opportunity for you. <laughs> and if you're, you know, if you're interested, we'd love for you to join. But if not, 
you know, we're going to find other partners that align with what we want to do. So it's, it should definitely always, you should definitely build something that you're passionate about and not build something that sounds great in a, in a pitch. And does your passion come from those 10,000 people? Does it come from your personal experience in overcoming anxiety, some combination of the two? Yeah, I, I think um, initially it started with, you know, definitely selfishly me, right? Everything <laughs> most founders solve, they're their first customer, right? And then everything after that, even, you know, even on your like toughest days um, with business, maybe you do get a lot of no's, maybe you do, you know, um, you know, we're really hoping for a particular investor and they turned you down. I, I, for me, it is, it is the stories and the emails and um, the Facebook messages and the Instagram posts. It is all of those um, things that, you know, I see that people are like, okay, this has really changed my life. Or if I met someone um, just randomly and they're like, oh yeah, you know, I got a cheer box once and I still practice my gratitude jar, you know, daily. So when you hear that, you know, people are not only, they got the thing, but they're continued to be continually invested um, in the thing. It, it definitely creates a strong motivation um, to keep going. I think I think there is tremendous power in the human body and the human mind being able to heal itself. And, you know, we like to, science will call it like the placebo effect. That's fine. Um, you know, positive psychologists will call it positive psychology. That's fine. There's just so many, you know, other naturopath doctors will call it, you know, holistic healing. Chiropractors have a term for it. Like everyone in, on some level, believes that your body can function on its own when once left, you know, on its own and it's not suppressed with like medicine and, you know, all these things that kind of get in the way with us and what we're doing with mental happy is um, really helping people to have an awareness of that starting with the mind, because if you can first accept that, there is a strong possibility that you will heal from whatever it is, everything from physical injuries to heartbreak, right? Then that allows your body to absorb that energy, hear it, and then proceed to believe it and heal it and find way, either find ways to heal itself. And that could be through specialists and doctors and, and what have you, but believing it is, is the first step of that. That's amazing. I, I would love to shift gears a little bit and talk a little bit about your self-care journey, um, because considering this is how Mental Happy was started. So how now do you nurture your mental health and your physical well-being? Yeah, so I, um, I, I've been doing yoga every morning um, with my partner. He he wakes up at like, I, I always say he wakes up before God because the sun is not up. <laughs> um, but, so he woke me up at like, uh, I don't know, it was probably like five something in the morning. I'm more of like a 
7.30 to feel comfortable kind of person. But um, I do enjoy uh, doing yoga um, with him in the morning. It's a great routine. And um, he talked about it for a long time as holistic and, you know, um, woo-woo as I am. I, I couldn't get into yoga. Like, it just, it wasn't really my thing. Like, um, the classes were always crowded. I live uh, here in San Francisco. So yoga studios are like filled to the brim, <laughs> like all day long. But I've been practicing yoga lately and it's, it's been amazing. He's been talking about like how it has helped him, you know, heal a leg injury. It keeps his knee pain, you know, at bay and um, helps him sleep and all these things. And I was like, well, okay, you know, I, I kind of um, need to do something a little bit more gentler to my body. Cause I've just been more of a, a hardcore cardio type person most of my life. Um, and was also always very active as a kid with like cheerleading and running track and, um, and dance. I danced ballet for a lot of years. So now it's more like, okay, how can I keep up, you know, do some cardio from time to time, but also take care of myself, my body, and just be kinder to it. Um, so yoga helps. Um, I do a lot of walking to self-soothe. Um, self-soothing tricks are really great. Um, it could be anything from taking a short walk to, you know, speaking to yourself positively, taking a break from, you know, technology and, I don't know, playing a, a card game, <laughs> just something distractive. Uh, for your mind. And I journal. I do this thing um, called, uh, you know, just writing a better, a better version of whatever situation I'm facing. So um, whatever problem I'm having, I will literally just write down a page or two of what the best possible outcome could be based on the, the situation that I'm facing. So um, I'm a vegetarian or at least I tell people I'm an aspiring full-time vegetarian because I still love pepperoni pizzas so much. <laughs> but for the most part, like, I, I mean, I wouldn't eat like, you know, uh, beef or anything like that, but uh, pepperoni is like my thing. Um, but yeah, so that's, you know, the, the fruits, vegetables, and anything healthy and organic and anything that I, I can personally make is a form of, of self-care for me. Right. And, and I love that you are walking your talk, if you will, right? That sense of, I really love that piece around the journaling and the best possible outcome, because it really connects to what you were saying before about if, you're, if your mind can accept the possibility of healing, then your body can start to accept it as well. Right. So how do you maintain clarity about what's important to you? both in your personal life and or with your venture? I maintain clarity by focusing on how something feels to me first. Um, I'm more of um, an intuitive problem solver. So I will focus on, okay, how does this sit with me? How does it, how does it feel? Especially how it feels outside of the conversation. So I will, I will gain clarity if I'm, if I'm in the middle of something with someone and they're giving me, you know, seemingly good advice or the best advice that they feel like they could ever offer. I will take a step back in a day or two 
put that thought away, put it out of my mind. And then when I bring it back up, okay, how does this feel? Do I feel in alignment with it? Or do I, something in my gut feels different. Um, so that's how I gain, that's how I gain the most amount of clarity. And that doesn't, so clarity doesn't necessarily to me look like I know the how and the when. I think that's where people confuse clarity or um, get stuck in a problem. Clarity means, am I, am I accepting this for what it is right now? And am I able to either communicate to myself or visualize to myself what I think could be the best possible outcome for me? And am I willing to let go of the how and the when? That's, that's fantastic. I, when I, I have read uh, Deepak Chopra's, uh, you know, the seven laws and this uh, one of them is about detachment. The one that falls on Friday is always about mm-hmm. detachment. It, right. <laughs> whenever anybody says what you said about surrender, I'm always like, right. Yeah. yeah. Surrender, detach from the outcome. <laughs> right. It's, it's the hardest one to do because, um, you know, even when you write that, best case scenario that you could do in your journal, like your best, you know, situation outcome that you want to see, you still have to detach yourself from, from what you wrote down, what you wrote down. I found, I found that what I write down is either somewhat likely to happen. Usually I get a a way better outcome than what I even imagine, but I never get worse than what I imagine, you know? Um, yeah, the universe typically delivers to you better than, than what you could have pictured for yourself. And I've even heard or have recited sometimes with affirmations like this or something better, right? Even making, right. making that as part of the visualization the, or the part visualization. of the affirmation. Absolutely, yeah, I do that a lot. Like it's either this or you know my my wildest dreams that i didn't even know i had is usually my (laughs) my ending statement Mm -hmm. so given all of that when you do hit speed bumps or have roadblocks or challenges how do you stay in flow with all of this universal flow yeah um i um so esther hicks is like my favorite um, person. She's like my favorite author. She's just, she's my favorite energy human being ever. Um, and she says this quote that I will never forget. I think this is one of the first times I'd come across her work, like maybe five years ago. And I heard her say in a, in a recording, like a YouTube recording. Um, it was something like if, if it is cold outside, go back inside. <laughs> you know, like if you are freezing, you know, and shaking uncontrollably because it's so cold outside, just simply go back inside. Or if something is so heavy that you can barely like hold it up, just put it down. You know, sometimes like the simplest things, the path of like least resistance is what she calls it, right? Just the simplest things we just don't want to do um, as human beings. I think mainly because we haven't really discerned between um, and discernment on that clarity piece, I feel is, a, is another thing. 
a lot of people struggle with. We haven't really discerned the difference between letting go and giving up. So, you know, when I have those roadblocks, um, which I have many, 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 many roadblocks in, you know, uh, entrepreneurship and, you know, that spiritual journey that it is for me, um, I, I don't see things as giving up. I see things as letting go of what it is that I may have thought should work in the moment. Um, and I'll, I'll give you an example. I, before I started Mental Happy, I told you guys that I was working on another um, project, another startup. And um, I had um, a, a huge potential contract with a school district. And the, the premise of the startup was, um, it was a staffing platform. And they wanted to work with me to work with our company to um, help students get employed. So huge contract was going to be, you know, the break we really needed. And the week that um, the prototype was supposed to launch for them on their end, like nothing worked. And I mean, the sign up was something as simple as like a Google form. It wasn't even like our technology that on a back end was like messing up. It was literally the sign up that was messing up. And I thought to myself, okay, <laughs> it's been like, it's been like two long, hard years of doing this and something as simple as like a Google form is not working. So that doesn't sound right. And, you know, we tried it every which way and angle um, and it was working for us. It just wasn't working for them. So I just kind of saw that as a sign of, okay, maybe I should put this down for a moment and see what happens. And um, this was at the same time I started tinkering around with um, Mental Happy and kind of building that and working on the physical product. Um, and then in the time of like me saying, okay, I'm going to put this down for a minute because while I, I still want to be an entrepreneur, this seems to be a major roadblock. So I let, I let go of, I let go of the thing, but I didn't let go of the mission of being a successful entrepreneur. Right. And sure enough, like, like, like two or three weeks later, like mental happy just kind of exploded the week we launched it. Um, so, so that's the different, that's how I see roadblocks, right? It's not a giving up. It's just, maybe this is not the path of least resistance that you should be taking. That's, that's a fantastic story. I, I'm, I'm, and I'm excited that you shared it because uh, even I can think of it for myself, there are things where I'm like, you know, like you're beating your head up against the wall and you're like, this is going to be the thing. And sometimes just stepping back and saying, all right, maybe not now. Right. So thank you for yeah. that. And, and I knew we were going to be kindred spirits once we found out that we both are like Abraham Hicks, like rampage <laughs> listeners. So yes. that's I'm a big rampager. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome in and of itself. Right? <laughs> um, one of the things that I ask all of my guests to share is what does start within mean to you? Yeah, so starting within means to me, first accepting that, you know, really all of the solutions that you could possibly need in life to encounter, to overcome problems that you're going to encounter are already within you. 
like all of the solutions, all of the keys, all of the progress, all of the success, all of the motivation um, is really already there. And some people find that so hard to believe, but I, I always give the simplest analogy of when you were born, you did not have to bring the oxygen here with you, right? You didn't have to bring the oxygen. You didn't have to bring the breast milk. You didn't have to bring the water. Like so many, we forget as human beings that so many things were already provided to us. Critical things, oxygen, <laughs> right? And we don't think about, we don't give that a second thought in the day, most of us, right? So why in that same energy and that same spirit wouldn't solutions that you need like oxygen to survive here be inside you. So starting within is first accepting that, okay, the solution is in me somewhere. And then second, quieting my mind enough to really hear and feel what that solution is and accepting that it may not come in that red hot moment, but accepting that it will come. It always comes. Wonderful. Really wonderful. And really ties up all that we've talked about and particularly the last bit around detaching from the outcome and detaching from our probably devices as well to be able to quiet the mind. Right. Exactly. Well, thank you for all of your, your tidbits and words of wisdom um, on this, on this episode. I've so enjoyed having this conversation with you. I love these type of conversations. I thank you so much for keeping this light work, <laughs> this soul work going so important on a personal front. And, you know, it's really great that society is starting to catch up that this is important on a business front too, right? Like, you know, you just, you have to do the personal work to be able to show up anywhere in personal life or work. So. Absolutely. So how can our listeners learn more about Mental Happy and get involved in your community? Yeah. So the website is mentalhappy.com. Um, we have a really great um, page on Facebook. I think we're up to 114,000 something followers there. Um, and that is mentalhappyfacebook.com slash mentalhappyhumans. And we are also on IG at Mental Happy Life. And we're also on Twitter. That's amazing. Yeah. And I love the, the mental happy humans, meaning that, that we are humans mm -hmm. and we can, we, achieve, are human. we right. can achieve that level of happiness. Right. Yeah. We're all the same. So thank you, Tamar, for, for sharing with us and, and bringing a bit of happiness to the Start Within tribe. I really appreciate it. Yeah, this is great. Thank you guys so much. I, it, this means the world to me to be able to, to share with you guys. So thank you for listening. Mm, my pleasure. And that is all that we have today for this episode, but definitely stay tuned for our next episode of Coach Chat. If you enjoyed this episode and haven't already subscribed, you can do so on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen. 
You also can connect with me on Instagram at coach underscore Colette for more inspiration on personal growth and wellness. Stay tuned for another episode of Coach Chat and get ready to start within to finish strong.